Okay, so in this episode, me and Miguel Iterate discuss the declining ratings of uh, Dana White's power slap and uh, why we think it's uh, just a bad idea and a bad look for MMA overall for uh, UFC to be involved with this. Um, Miguel feels a little more strongly about this than I do, but, uh, you know, I think he, he brings up a lot of good points about a power slap and uh, some of the things when you're kind of tying it to MMA, which the UFC is by using you know, kind of the UFC brand pushing it and also their employees, you know, as the referees and people who catch the guys when they fall and things and whatnot. So uh, this is a MMA Conspiracy Hour. Power Slap continues to flop in the ratings. Check it out. All right, so this is Todd Atkins and I'm back with Miguel Iterati, a matchmaker extraordinaire from Bodog Fights, Hook and Shoot and many others. And today we're going to talk a little bit about the declining power slap ratings from this week three. So I kind of wanted to start with, uh, Miguel, just kind of your overall impressions of the fact that it's still not picking up a lot of traction. I was really hoping Todd would pick a different subject today, but here we go again. You know, this power slap thing is really, it just, it, we've already described it as a train wreck. It just keeps getting worse. It doesn't look like there's much saving it, you know, at this point. The rating, the less people are watching it every week. You know, Dana is still, uh, um, you know, set on a pay-per-view or talking about the pay-per-view and stuff like that. It's just like, it seems surreal still, you know? So, I, you know, does it surprise you that the ratings are there? Let, let me ask you a question, Todd. You watched it. Who's your favorite power slapper? I don't think I have a favorite. Like I, the only guy I remember is the the slap fight Jesus guy, and that's because he's been like the only, maybe kind of character, I guess. But other than that, not really anything. So slap fight Jesus. Do you remember if he won or lost his slap fight? He won the first one. Yeah, I, I, I don't know about the other ones, but I think he's still in it. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Here, here's one of the things where Dana, you know, you wonder why Dana continues to push this. When Dana came up with the UFC, you know, um, sometimes there were controversial decisions. Did, doesn't agree with the judges. He was very forced to come to talk right now and says it. The judge was wrong. This guy won the fight. That's how I see it, and that's the way it is. You know, so he was always very powerful at delivering the message. Like, he is an expert. Like, he knows what's going on. And with the fighters... They could create stars with the Fertitas. The times when the Fertitas were in the gym, you know, in the early days when they bought the UFC and they were showing passion, which you can never take that away from them. They were passionate for the sport. Many other people would have left beforehand. You know, they had more passion for the actual sport than Bob Byerwitz did. I think Bob loved it, but Bob also was a businessman. Um, the Fertitas are no doubt businessmen, but I do think that they had passion. They were in the ring training with Tito and Chuck and things like that, you know? And then they said, let's make a star out of Chuck. And that's what they did. You know what I mean? Um, they like that ability to pick a guy, make a star. Um, there's a famous quote, uh, you know, uh, one of the Fertitas that said, uh, I can't make a star out of everyone. So that selection process is very important. Where is that in any of the power slides? Because that's what would make them money is like, are you 
finding stars that are going to cross over and people are going to be like, you know, wake up and it's like, oh, the power slap guys on Good Morning America. You know, what? I don't, she'll probably doesn't even air anymore. But, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's like, are we going to be watching minute sound bites on YouTube of, you know, power slapping people? I mean, that already happened with the, you know, the Russian versions and the sort of, uh, you know, well, I guess that's where this stuff came from and stuff. You know, it didn't just pop up. There were there were Eastern European versions and stuff. How Dana became enamored with that, I don't know. You know, how can you watch a video of that? I don't know. You know, maybe it was in Eastern Europe and caught one live and the buzz, you know, that doesn't even make sense. How can you, you know, after watching literally thousands of fights live, some of the best, you know, and feeling the ebb and flow of those, some of those UFC fights as up close as Dana has, I can see him being like a, an adrenaline junkie on that. And this power slap, he's going to tell me that this fills that void. It's like, yeah, you know, I've seen so many UFC fights. It's not the same. Like, I, I've heard that passion out of the bare knuckle people because it's much more raw. That's what it has. The bare knuckle is raw. And it makes sense for the people that want to go back to the basics and stuff. That doesn't apply to this. You see what I mean? There's nothing to this. Why does Dana have any eggs in this basket? Well, I mean, he did say he saw some on YouTube that got millions of views, and that kind of, you know, was the beginning of him wanting to experiment with it. Like I said, you know, <clears throat> there's a lot of videos on YouTube that got millions of views. You know, and yeah, this may be tens of millions of views or hundreds of millions of views, but it is one of those things that it's not a sport. Like, I, I'll tell you, you know, again, I go back to another, you know, comfortable line of mine here, but the commissions are the ones that are at fault because the commissions should be independent enough that they should be able to tell Dana no on this. That doesn't seem to be the case either. They issued licenses for promotion and to the fighters and you know the fighters and everybody and they cash little checks for everything. And they should have been able to tell them why can't they tell Dana no? Somebody else needs to, you know, investigate something like that. But that's that's part of the problem, you know. Um, the commission should have said no. If this went on in civilized countries, like for example, if you tried to do this in pubs in Britain, and I'm not saying the Brits aren't above, you know knocking each other senseless, you know, bare knuckle style and stuff like that. And they have underground stuff and things like that. But I'm saying out in the open, like a contest, like, you know, like a pie eating contest, but you put up a stand and and, and you, you attract people, you'd be shut down immediately in any Western country. So in the States where I, I don't know how, you know, it's, it's uh, being allowed. My friend uh, from South America commented, he goes, They'd never show that on TV in, in, in our country, you know? He goes, no, no, no. I mean, first of all, you got to understand, too, you get some, on TV, it's out there. People are going to see it. And he goes, no, no, no. If we do that in our country, our freaking kids will be doing that. In school, you know, that'll be a side game and stuff until something really bad happens. But it'll start to be, you know, people doing it, you know? And so that's one of the reasons why it would never even get approved by you know, civilized civilized countries? Is that, you know, the right way to, to say it? I don't know. Russia's civilized, but they have a tolerance for this type of stuff. It goes down there. But I again, where is the appeal? 
to invest money to put it on TV and promise people a pay-per-view? Where could seeing a video with 100 million views inspire you to think of a league and, you know, this whole bananas? I want to ask you this. I mean, you've been part of a TV show with Bo Dog. And also, you know, we were around for the first Ultimate Fighter in the UFC according to them, was on death's door at the end of this uh, series. You know, and this power slap's not getting anywhere near what the Ultimate Fighter series was, I don't think. So as someone who's had to deal with, you know, TV, what do you think TVS is looking at as a, as a success or failure on this? Again, now, I mentioned with Dana having some type of mysterious powers, you know, with the Boxing Commission, how they should have been able to tell him no. You know, you think that the uh, cable executives also maintain some power and jurisdiction over their stuff, but who knows? Maybe Dana's got, you know, something on them because, um, you know, Dana operates very comfortably here saying that, you know, well, you know, there's going to be a pay-per-view and, you know, thinking forward to that stuff, our show got more eyes on it than this show. 20 years ago, our MMA show for Bodog on Infinity TV we did 70 shows and, you know, we did, uh, I believe one pay-per-view and then the second one never got off the ground. Maybe we did two, and, but in there, there was some problems with, uh, with politics in the game, you know? So, uh, we weren't that powerful on that end. Who was, hmm. you know, you can ask yourself that, but even way back when, and that's the thing is, Dana's promising a pay-per-view. I see nothing, no reason for a pay-per-view because He'll have to buy it. He could buy it and pay money, and they'll put it on. They'll put just about anything on. But I can't see that people that the demand will make people want to sell this thing. How much are they planning to charge for this time? Have you seen? I have no idea. That that's going to be funny to see. It's just deranged to me. It's like, well, let me ask you this: like, for example, Bellator with Bjorn Rebney, they were doing pretty good ratings wise going into that first pay-per-view. And then after that, they pulled the plug on Bjorn. So how long do you think, do you think this is going to survive a full season or no? You know, I'm not the biggest Bellator fan in the world, but comparing Bellator to the slap fighting is really, you know, disrespectful to Bellator. And I know that you didn't do it that way, Yeah, but you know, it, it's not the same thing. I, I Like I said, I would compare this more towards, you know, the strongman competition where the hefty guys pick up a stone ball and stuff like that, or, you know, uh, something like that. Semi-athletic, you know, I don't know what to call it. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, log rolling. I've seen log rolling on ESPN. That sometimes is more compelling than this slap. But I mean, you know, how much do you think, I don't know how much Viacom had invested in Bellator. I don't know how much TBS has invested in this. I would assume it's less. But, you know, do you think there's no pressure on Power Slap as far as Dana's concerned with the TV show? I mean, there's no pressure ratings-wise, or is there always pressure ratings-wise? And like I said, you could buy spots. You could you could say, look, I want this on, and and you you know for that time slot you could get high dollar amounts, and you could buy an hour and put your TV show on there, you know. Um, and Dana does have enough money that he could probably do that. 
Is that tasteful for anybody to do? Nobody wants to do it that way. But I don't see how they. And here's the here's the other thing is when they do television, some you know somebody who's a bean counter, they look at, um, you know, so he's got a, a season here, say eight episodes or ten episodes, and how much are they spending, you know, on the season? So then, how much are they spending? If they they're doing a couple of shoots, they're doing them in the apex, so you know. Dana may have a corporate, you know, one corporation writing a check to rent the building off of the other corporation and stuff for whatever the fee is, but all that's semantics, right? You know, it's Dana's building. He could charge nothing. There's nothing, you know, maybe they are charging nothing. They're paying guys 2000 bucks for the fights. This is extremely cheap television. So when TBS puts on that content, um, you know, and they're saying, well, you know, at the end of the day, it costs a hundred thousand dollars an hour to make that TV show. You know, they'll buy out. They they would buy that. It's cheap. You know, if, if if that's the way they're doing it, that that hints more at the fact that they may be buying. Is that it's so low in cost that they'll say, "Yeah, we'll fill we'll fill a spot with a hundred thousand dollars an hour TV show because that's nothing for TV production." You know, so that could play into helping him a little bit. Is the, the cost of the show, which is nothing, and it does. It's still it's not something that looks good. He didn't do like he didn't do. It's like a lot of guys when they get to Dana's position, start thinking about their legacy, and you know, maybe become a little like he's jamming this down people's throat, and he's not considering that you know he looks bad, and he's looked bad you know on several fronts with this, and he's still not cashing in his chips. So, so yeah, I'm. You know, I'm enjoying watching it because he's not going to, he, they, I don't think this, this boat gets righted. He's not going to convince people, you know, you're not going to be walking into, um, you know, models or, you know, whatever sporting goods stores in five years and find slap fight t-shirts. It's not happening. Why do you think that Dana has, I know we touched on this earlier a little bit, but why do you think he's put any eggs in this basket i mean it, it kind of i mean now i'm not him but you know he's been part of the ufc growing to you know a large degree you know this big phenomenon that it is why would you even waste your time with this stuff it makes no sense it really makes no sense i guess at some point he may have convinced himself that his presence alone is enough to lift almost any type of enterprise you know, I'm sure he expected a better result than he's getting, but he doesn't even admit that, you know? It's like, well, you know, that that would be a, a good out is for him to come out and say, yeah, you know, I I, I thought it was cool. Now, I guess nobody else did, so I'm just pulling the plug on it. If he did that, I'd respect it much more than for him to say, no, 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 we're sticking this out for the, for the pay-per-view. Get your chips in so we can see what is his name? Slapstick Jesus? I'm sorry. You know, I can't even. Yeah, I mean, uh, the other thing is, you know, maybe it's because he, I don't, how successful has Howler had been? Do you know? I mean, he has his Howler head, you know, whiskey or whatever it is. I, I guess that's been a success. So maybe he thought, maybe that's what made him think he could turn power slap. Yeah, like I said, he, he look. You gotta you gotta grant that the guy, when he's had failures, has been good at also just you know, looking back, not looking back, 
and moving on beyond them and piling up successes that really make you forget the failures. At the end of the day, the UFC is a major power in the world. It's the biggest thing, the billion-dollar company, et cetera, et cetera, and that is because of him. So that makes you, I think, a certain way. Yeah, I'm sure he's not losing money on whiskey or whatever, and who knows what other enterprises he's involved in. But he lost the magic touch. That's, I mean, that might be as simple as that, is this power slab tells me he's lost the magic touch. It's like he may have to refine it again. And, and, you know, if his next enterprise is like the UFC is successful, I, it may be worth watching. But this ain't it. It's not this. And and why we have, why, you know, it's taking up my time, Dana. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like Todd asked me to talk about it. I wouldn't even give it the time of day for myself. But it does bear commenting on, you know, I don't know what it says about Dana, but it, 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 something's not right in this situation. Well, I mean, you got like Makachev saying, you know, you're on the verge of this. This fight's not far away, this fight between him and Volkanovsky, and they're not even promoting it, really. You know, Dana's out here messing around with power slap, and, you know, he Makachev said, I'm not even happy with the promotion of this fight. It's like an afterthought. <clears throat> yeah, and, you know, unfortunately, with two athletes from the Russian Federation, I'm pretty sure that there's going to be world politics involved. Where was that fight? Where's that fight taking, taking place? Well, I mean, Volkanovsky's he's not from Russia. He's from uh, New Zealand, right? I think he's just yeah. part Russian, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but, but, uh, but it's going to bring up, it's going to bring up the, the politics there. Um, it still may, uh, you know, sometimes depending on, on a background check and what his history is there, it could still affect him once he carried a Russian passport. At times of war, and this is going to get uglier, I think, um, you know, sport comes second. And, and you know, the UFC's got to be thinking that. They have a lot of uh, athletes from that side of the world that they're probably going to have to leave out in the cold when things get more serious. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting thing to touch on down the road but uh so you think maybe that's why they're staying away from really pushing this fight i mean you got two of the best fighters on the roster and it's really getting no almost no publicity let's say i'm right let's say that is the reason for it it still doesn't excuse them going into power slap you know what i mean right. it's like whatever the reason is it's not it's not if they're like well we're distracted with power slap but they're like no power slap has nothing to do why are they involved in power slap is the core question and that's the one no one can answer. It's, 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 it gets me riled up that way because it's like literally, it's like everything about this says no. No, I don't want any part of this. I don't want to be involved. And he did it. And now he's adamant about it and doubling down over and over again. But I mean, if the rates ratings flop, like let's say they're still this low in a couple of weeks, maybe two or three more shows that might be enough for them to say we're done. Don't you think? Or the network, maybe. Yeah, but look, there's a scenario there, and I don't know, you know, TBS, the cable networks, you know, will have some some buy, pay time. At least they used to. So, Dana, let's say Dana hasn't paid to put it up. Let's say TBS has elected to, because if Dana's bought the time, 
then you know that could be like a hundred thousand dollars for every time slot. So eight hundred thousand to air the show. Now it's a little bit more expensive, but still with the production value so low, it's still cheap television. You know, so who knows what the deal is there? But if the if the channel calls up and says, "Look, it's not getting enough eyes," and they've paid for it, and they're going to cut their losses, I don't know if they can say, "Look, here's here's that fee," and keep it on. So. You know, those types of politics and things like that are ironed out in contracts at a higher level than mine, but very complicated contracts. But, you know, I, I don't know. Dana's a smart cookie. And when Dana comes out in the press and says things like, no, we're getting a pay-per-view. And, and, and the other interesting one of the, these was right after he slapped his wife. There was a moment where TBS removed power slap from their listings. And it kind of like nobody was asking the question, but it was like, you know, is is it gone? Is it not happening? He had his, you know, none of that. And then it aired. And then his response was, oh, it was never not going to air. You know, so that leads me to believe he's got a contract that he, he may even be buying. It's like, I pay for it. I'm getting it. And that's mm. a very likely scenario because, you know, that's where his arrogance is strong. To say that where he's going to put a pay per view on, you know, after it's been fading and it's he hasn't gotten any positive reviews. The and other thing is, I don't think you're going to have a Griffin Bonner moment at the end of this. Like that—that's the the part of the sport, the Hall of Fame part. You know, name name a fighter. You name one, and it got his nickname. We don't even know. They they failed to make a star. What is the Hall of Fame? I can see the first Hall of, induction, Hall of Fame induction ceremony announcing the next Hall of Fame inducting to slap fighting and then crickets, you know, nothing. What do they got, you know? And, and I'm not putting down the people participating in this because everybody, you know, sometimes you see something and, and you think it might be an opportunity and you got to go for things. I'd encourage people to go for things and try things. You know, I, I don't think this is something I want my kid to do. But, you know, this belongs... Somewhere it doesn't belong on TV, it doesn't belong regulated as a sport in the United States. All that's a debacle that that happened. You know, if it's done underground and you hear about it, maybe the police raid and stop it. I'm more okay with that scenario than for this to be regulated as a sport. It's, it's just not a sport, yeah. And you notice, I noticed that Forrest Griffin, you know, he's one of the catchers of people that get knocked out, and I saw a clip of him. He looked very uncomfortable, you know, like <laughs> catching these people that were getting knocked out. <clears throat> yeah. Again, this is kind of like a, we've touched on on a theory of mine, too, with the Paul brothers. And that is that in the modern times. They think that they can create fighters, uh, you know, on the Internet. They think that this is slap fighting. This isn't this is slapping. This is not slap fighting. It's just slapping. So. But they think that by tossing that word around, they do cheapen every, you know, the blood, sweat, and tears, that paying of dues that Forrest knows he did, you know. Here they're tossing the word fighting around very lightly, lightly. And, you know, I'm not surprised Forrest couldn't hide his disdain, you know. <laughs> yeah. There were other fighters. I'm not going to name any here. Let the UFC find them because they hold grudges. But there were other fighters and very serious fighters with very serious questions, uh, you know, about this and, you know, CTE. And again, and I think you mentioned Makachev. Like Makachev or, or hate Makachev, 
He is the lightweight champion of the world. And he is saying they're not promoting my fight like they're promoting the slap fight. If that isn't a, yet another sign that this is the world is standing on its ear and, and that this is confused, there's another one, you know? And then the, 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 they say, Makachev doesn't get any eyes. He doesn't get any attraction. It's like this kid's sitting there and he's waiting for the promotion like they do McGregor and they don't, they don't do it. So have we come up with one positive point for this? Not one. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if it makes it to pay-per-view and then actually happens. That would be something interesting to talk about, the fallout of the pay-per-view. You're going to make me talk about this again? <laughs> well, I mean, we'll see if it if it makes it to pay-per-view. I think it's something interesting to monitor, at least. No, I, I you know, as a journalist and or, you know, as a as a historian, I do think that it, it it's a asterisk or a blurb that we're obligated to talk about I just can't express enough how little I really want to talk about it. Like, it's not interesting to me at all. Like, I wish it was like a reality thing that I could just say, okay, not my reality and not have to deal with it at all. It's just embarrassing in every way, shape, or form. And I don't know why Dana, like I said, well, that's the point is the ultimate reason is why and why with this force is he promoting this? And there's still a mystery. Well, I'm amazed that Scott Coker's Bellator is still going. So I don't know anyone who gets excited for Bellator cards. You know, Fedor's fighting Ryan Bader, and it's like, you know, I don't think anybody's fired up for it. <clears throat> you, you want to get into this? Here's here's the problem with Bellator. It always has been. And when it got handed from Rebney to uh, Coker, it uh, never got remedied. And the UFC understood it intrinsically. I understood it. I was sort of heading towards that. But Dana understood and executed it exactly. And that is that we get to weekly fights and you do a schedule. And no matter what happens, we do weekly fights. So they put some of them on pay-per-views. Some of them go to this channel. Some of them now go uh, over here. But they have weekly fights. Bellator is given their schedule by a TV station. So they sit for months, can't do anything consistent with their fighters, and then do something like, well, we've got, you know, four weeks in a row with events, you know, and then they promote like the four events like together for not an appropriate amount of time. Dana and those, and boxing, you know, you if they wanted to build a Fedor retirement fight, they should have started, you know, in September. You know, and that's the way the UFC does does things when they're heavily promoting a fight. And Bellator doesn't, you know, Bellator's just B-class in every way, shape, or form. Start with the schedule. Then start with the schedule where they can't offer the UFC's comfort of, all right, shoot, your guy got canceled, but all right, we got to fight for you in two weeks. You know, and that way they can keep a, schedule, a, a roster at least working. Does Bellator... That would be the number one complaint of most of Bellator's fighters is that the scheduling sucks. And I just told you why. Why the scheduling sucks. It's because it's not done as a fight company. It's done by a TV company. Yeah, we'll have to get into that another time. I mean, I know Bjorn Rebney had, a, you know, regular shows every, I think it was Thursday. And I, I liked that when they were doing that and they just got away from it. But that's something I could go on a lot about because I really liked Bellator when Bjorn Ramney was doing it. 
Yeah, you know, <clears throat> when, when, the same thing can be said for one. When Bellator was there, you know, as a person who was the generation before and was getting ready to hand off the baton, you, you kind of be, you know, remember, they, they took Alvarez right from me. So, you know, we could use that as the symbolic handing over the baton. I wanted to see, you know, let's see them do 20 shows. Because when they did one, two, and three in the tournament, and then this, you know, to, do they have any legs? And they did under Redmond. They did. So you have to give them credit for that. But again, you know, um, this is a delicate game. It's It was still small back then. It's a delicate game where your reputation is everything. And he, you know, uh, really took a lawyer stand on 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 something where, you know, I guess a street kid like Alvarez who smelled it, he, he was made to look bad, and that was the end. Yeah. That's my thing. What killed him in my book. Yeah. Well, that's something good to end on. You know, we're about to end this meeting, but, uh, you know, as always, I appreciate you taking time to do this. Uh, check out Miguel Adorati next time. And uh, till next time, everybody, this is Todd Atkins signing off. MMA Conspiracy Hour with Miguel Literati. Take care. All right, so as I always say, uh, I appreciate everybody taking time to listen to this. And if you've listened to previous episodes, I highly encourage you to check out my YouTube channel. That's where I do a lot of this stuff live or will be doing um, all this stuff live. And I also have some like opinion pieces that I put on there and things like that. And I'll be creating some more concept shows for those of you that listen to the Japanese MMA beat. You know, I'll be coming up with some other things to do as well. So as always, anybody who takes time to listen to these on audio, I appreciate it. And uh, look out for more episodes. Take care.